Hey guys, welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi guys. And tonight we're reviewing that comedy classic, or... Comedy it, is a, it is a classic. A comedy Star Wars spin-off <sighs> of... Of Star Wars. Why do you waffle? We're, <laughs> go, we're reviewing a comedy classic, Spaceballs, the movie, a Mel Brooks film, which is a satirical comic science fiction film based on Star Wars. There yeah. you go. Did that fix it for you? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay. <laughs> and I think I should mention, when they were making this movie, Mel Brooks approached dear old George Lucas and to confirm if whether or not to do this film or not. And he was cool with it because at the time he was trying to wait until the franchise that you see this was back in the 1980s and we didn't and he was probably wondering um, whether or not George would might make some more Star Wars movies after we didn't Return of the at Jedi that point in time. at that time. No. So, but luckily enough, he wanted George to wait. George came on board. Yeah, and dear old um, Mel wanted to include a lot of um, funny comedy bits as much as from the original Star Wars movies yeah, as possible. He, he wanted to follow the storyline as much as possible while, while making a parody of it right. um, without actually copying the script. However, there was a caveat. Uh, George Lucas said, you can do it, but you can't merchandise. Hmm. You cannot sell any figurines. You can't do this because it'll be so similar to the Star Wars ones because yeah. they're similar characters. Aha! Mm-hmm. So that was only—I think it was only major K because George Lucas, um, I think Skywalker Studios were involved in it. Different. Yeah, things, I mean, yeah. I should so mention, yeah, yeah. Um, dear old George Lucas, in his nice capacity, offered some stock footage from his um, film, his Star Wars films, to use in this production. Exactly. So. George's on top of it, uh, on board. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what Steve Yeah, one of the though, scenes was um, <laughs> um, where the escape pods, the, the bit where they were just jettison off the um, Spaceballs, whatever. Spaceball one. That, that bit of footage came from the um, Star Wars movies, or Star, uh, the first one that was done, Probably. the New Hope yeah, one. Okay. Can we move on now? Yes. Okay, now, can I go through the other bits? Yes. Okay, now, this is a Mel Brooks movie. Mm-hmm. As with Mel Brooks, he does get his hands dirty. And I mean to say that Mel Brooks produced it. Mel Brooks directed it. Mel Brooks is one of the writers. And he's a bit of a songwriter too. Uh, he didn't do any songs for this one. Actually uh, did. He did, did he? one, the Spaceballs one. Did he? Okay, I'll take you over. I, I didn't think I went the through the music. Song. I didn't see it. I, I thought the uh, another guy did all the stuff and they used um, some other uh, artists' um, tunes as well. Okay, no, I could be wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll le- let you go with that. Anyway, and he also did two parts in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, two main parts. Very so, clever. Very Just so you guys man. know, um, if you haven't bothered to watch Mel Brooks movies lately... Um, dear old Mel Brooks makes a cameo or makes uh, makes himself the main star in some well, of them. Well, yeah, most of them, yeah. I mean, that, that's unlike after Hitchcock, you see for about three or four seconds. Um, uh, uh, Mel Brooks was uh, a major player in most, yeah. if not all, of his movies. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. so you guys know, I'd, just so you guys know, I'm a big fan of Mel Brooks. He's one of my favourite um, directors funny and writers. Man. And 
Uh, he's yeah. um, up there with dear old um, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg well, he's a, he's a and company, yeah. dear old George um, A. Romero and all the other guys. Yeah, all the guys we like. Yes. Anyway, now, I'll, I will go through some actors here, but description, uh, because it's a parody, I'll explain the parts a little bit as well. As mm. So, yeah, here we go. <laughs> the list is endless. Okay, <laughs> Bill Pullman uh, plays Lone Star who's based on a composite role of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. And another thing about his name is it was taken from the Texas country called the Lone Star, Star State. State. Okay. <laughs> uh, you said you wouldn't interfere while I was doing the cast. No, I was just thought I might put that in for interesting okay. information. Well, I thought Lone Star and Han Solo, Solo by himself, Lone by himself, yeah, hello, could have been. Now, moving right along, John Candy, he plays Barf, which is a mog, uh, which is a half-man, half-dog. Uh, he's based on Chewbacca. <laughs> now, Daphne is... Now, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce the last name. Zuniga, Z-U-N-I-G-A, hmm. uh, plays Princess Vespa, and she's based on Princess Leia. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. Mel Brooks, here we go. Yogurt. Just plain yogurt, um, based on Yoda, and President Scroob, which is actually Brooks, uh, the letters in Brooks' last name jiggled around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and he's based on Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Rick Moranis plays Dark Helmet, based on you-know-who. Um, Dick Van Patten, he's only got, I would say... He ain't doing a normal role. He plays King Roland, which is Princess Vespa's dad. Now, George Weiner, 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 a W-Y-N-E-R, he plays Colonel Sanders. <laughs> uh, based on Grand Moff Tarkin. And based off the KFC um, I mean, Colonel. I think everybody knows who Colonel Sanders is, okay? <laughs> I don't think you need to tell them now. Almost the end of it. Now, there's a robot in here. Only one robot, mm -hmm. Dot Matrix, based on C3PO. Hmm. Now, it was acted by Lauren Yarnell and voiced by Joan Rivers. And just so you guys know, she took on the appearance of Joan Rivers. Actually, she did a little bit too, when you think about it. I never thought about that, but yeah, possibly. Uh, anyway, and lastly, but not leastly, the naughty guy, Pizza the Hut, who does actually have a major... <laughs> Roll of this. Uh, Pizza Hut was based on, you know who, Jabba the Hut, and was voiced by Dom DeLuise. Now, Dom DeLuise mm. was in a lot of Mel Brooks movies in one mm. one way or another, main role, semi-role, whatever. Now, mm. lastly, but not leastly, being a parody of different movies as well, thrown in this year, we have John Hurt, who makes a cameo appearance. Um, parody, he's a parodying, 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 parody, whatever. Parody of his character in the Alien film. You know where he had the alien come out of his chest? Mm. Well, they're at the diner. Yeah. And they reenact it there. It's quite funny, very hilarious. Mel Brooks, very talented. Now, I'm going to say something here. Okay. As with many Mel Brooks movies, they definitely aren't politically correct by today's standards. <laughs> I know by no stretch of the imagination he is disrespectful uh, rude and everything else, everything else which makes a damn fine Mel Brooks movie, and I think it's funny. Yeah. Mel is a talent. <laughs> and I think he does a good job doing it. 
Now, go just going back to the box office now, I am quite surprised on a couple of things here. Me too. Uh, it cost about twenty-two million to make, obviously for sets and special effects or whatever, because obviously it, it, it came over pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and box office only at thirty-eight. Now I'll talk about the uh, uh, the reviews later, but I was quite surprised. But um, they are some weird comments about it, and I'm, I'm, I'm I'll address them later. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, the overview. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, it, it, I think it really takes Star Wars uh, four, five, and six. And run, runs into one movie. Mm. Uh, good guys battle the bad guys. They blow up the bad guys. Yeah. And whatever. Yada, yada, yada. yada, yada. And uh, the leading male and the leading female end up together in the end. Yay. So, yeah. Um, so and a bit of feminism thrown in somewhere. A bit of feminism, yeah. Girl power ladies. You like that? Yeah. yeah I often She wasn't think a girly whirly. No, she wasn't. Yeah, no, well, no. I do hate it when... when to present movies, they keep overdoing it. They sometimes. either make it too feminine or too butch. Uh, it's a good balance. It's quite, it's quite funny, quite good. Yeah. Anyway, mm. now do you want to take over telling the story therein? Yes, I will, Mike. So it starts off with um, Princess Vespa, who's going to get married to Prince, Prince Valium. Yeah, and he's, he's a narcoleptic idiot. Yeah, mm. he's always sleeping. Yeah, 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 this, yeah. Like, it's like he's um, bored or something. Arthur sleep. That's what narcoleptic is. Uh, yes. Anyway, and dear old Dark Helmet and his cohorts and Colonel Standers mm-hmm. are trying to steal the air off um, her planet. Yeah, Vespers and her daddy, King Roll's planet. They want to steal the air because they wasted all theirs. Mm. Yes. What, what I don't know how you waste air, but... Mm. Mm, sounds familiar. Maybe a political rally. <laughs> Probably. Uh, whatever. I <laughs> uh, can you imagine that, guys. <laughs> anyway. I go there. So, anyway, she ditches the groom and she makes her run for it, like a runaway bride. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, you like your block runaway bride. Never was another parody phone in there, maybe. Well, that mm. one came much later on. Oh, but, okay. And it does Maybe really... they copied Mel Brooks. Yeah, mm. who knows. So, anyway, she gets, um, she gets a droid and they jump into the... Um, their spacecraft, which I should mention um, as a bit of a joke. Let's see. Do, do, do. It's a Mercedes. I'm just. I'm shut up, you. So. Oh, yeah. Dad got a good deal. He's oh, free. yeah. Here it is. Mm-hmm. On the license plate on the princess's, you know, Mercedes, uh, I, it read Spoiled Rotten One. Oh, that's it. I didn't <laughs> notice that. No, well, there you go. The spoiled Rotten One. Mm. <laughs> I didn't notice that until now. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, so she heads off, and of course King Roland is a bit angry that his daughter has just ran the coop, or fled the coop. Oh. Anyway, so anyway, um, meanwhile, um, um, Captain Lone Star and his dog Bath, they are Mog. 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 Whatever. He's well, his dog. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not spelt mog, it's not morgue or something or other. Anyway, anyway it doesn't matter. Anyway, Bath and oh, him are... Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Never rude. So, anyway, yeah. um, they, uh, they owe like lots and lots of money to Peter the Hutt. Yeah. yeah. And, and But, unfortunately, it's doubled or tripled. Quadrupled, whatever. It, it went from about 200,000 space bucks or whatever oh. to a million... A bit mm. interest, yeah. Um, something to do with um, lateness, or late yeah, fees. Like, hey, a lone star is being gobbled up by a lone shark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, or at least Pizza the Hut. <laughs> oh, Pizza Anyway, the Hutt. it doesn't matter. So, um, so anyway, soon enough, the Dark Helmet is um, tracking um, Princess Vespa's plane and he starts using the tractor beam to, well, not really. At first, he uses a warning shots on on the little boat, on the little ship. And of course, and this is where the funny bit comes in. It, 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 everything's funny in it. Yes, <laughs> like he says, careful, I, I, I said it across her nose, not, not up, up it. it. Yeah, when and it's and out, we yeah. see the guy has his eyes cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he asks him, who hired, who got this guy, you know, who hired this guy? And he says, and another guy says, I did, sir. He's, he's my, my cousin. cousin. And he's cross-eyed too. And uh, he asks Colonel Sanders, who was that guy? And he says, he's an asshole. And, of course, Dark Helmet says, I know that. What's his name? It's and Colonel Sanders says, he's an asshole. He says he's a major asshole. And, mm. <laughs> and his cousin's See, name is not politically correct, is it? And no. he says, um, how many assholes we have on this ship anyway? And they all, anyway, all stand up. No. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. And, of course, he says, go on, go on, then he ends yeah. it by saying, keep firing, assholes. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. Hey guys, ladies, have you ever been in a place like where you've been surrounded? By, anyway, don't go there. Don't go there. So anyway, she Bespa phones her mom, her dad and tells her that he that they're in trouble, and dear old King Roland decides to hire um, Lone Star to go try to save um, the princess. Of course, for a very for modest a fee, fee. A modest fee when we <laughs> space, bu- space bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I well, like that's how much they had. Uh, they they would have cleared the debt with Pizza the Hut, you see. Oh, so true, well, true. one million bucks, they yes. clear the debt, not a, a problem. problem. So they end up um, going there and they see the the damage and they decide to jam the radar radar with a big pot of jam. Yes, mm-hmm. fill the blank raspberry. There. <laughs> so technically. There's only Most one are, man who cares. Give me the raspberry. Yes, <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. Uh-huh. I was going to say that. He definitely, he definitely gave Dark Help the raspberry. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's man. It's like that all the way through the movie, folks. I love. Yeah, and when the camera, you know, zooms in, I like it whenever the throughout the scene, the camera gets in or the crew get introduced in the scene. I don't know how, but it's kind Nothing of amusing. Do so you get caught. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the background, you're like uh, swinging around. Oh, we actually we were watching Robin Hood um, Men in Tights the other night, and that, that the camera went through a window and different things, and, so, and they did something else. You got the crew there, yeah, and, and oh, sorry, yeah, and that, 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 it's obviously part of the Mel Brooks fun, but you know, I like it. Yeah, I like that a, he includes. Um, even though it may not be the real, it may not be the real crew. Well, it might be. There might maybe. have been some cameo appearances. Who you know, knows? Who knows? So anyway, hey, so <laughs> um, eventually Lone Star and Buff were able to rescue the princess along with her mas- her matching luggage. Yes. Uh-huh. Her sets of luggage. And yes. he wants to dump it, but she says, if you so much as dump that luggage, I will. She just gets pissed off at him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really annoyed. And she says, how dare you speak to me in that way? I am Princess Vespa, daughter of Rowan, king of the Druids. Oh. And he's saying, oh, that's what we'll need. A, a, a Jewish, Jewish princess. princess. And Buff says, funny, she doesn't look Jewish. Jewish. No, Jewish. And that gets back to little things like, um, uh, only, um, I believe Mel Brooks is Jewish, and he, only a Jewish person can get away with Jewish jokes. 
the same with Catholics. You've got to admit, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love it when um, it, when an act, when a director would do that. Oh, well, take, poke, poke fun at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's okay. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Funny. Yes. Politically incorrect, but still funny. Uh, yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, they eventually um, go into. Light speed and all that stuff, and dear old Darth Helmet in his very weird capacity decides to they would follow them through yeah. by using ludicrous speed, and yeah. everyone is shocked and realized ludicrous speed will be too fast for. And Darth Helmet didn't care. Yeah, he to says, "Do it." Yeah, he just turns to Colonel Sanders, saying, "What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken." Chicken. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good line. Good oh, line. I love yeah. it. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Don't tell them everything, every joke through it. We'll I never can't get help it. it. Some of the jokes can be so but, funny. Yeah, but, okay, when, how about when Scrooge's taking a leak and he has to, you know, in his, uh, his wall is a, a monitor and the lay there and he's talking, he has to, put, he has to salute up. Well, he's well, he's uh, yeah. his thing's still hanging yeah. out. Yeah, just so you know, the salute is sort of like um, a fist up. A fist up. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite good. It's funny. It's kind of Everything's politically wrong. Yeah. And politically funny. It's so good. anyway, um, they go really, really fast, and and they pass dear old Lone Star and his and his ship. Yeah, in, in a blur. What the hell was that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baseball one. They gone to plaid. Went plaid. Yeah. Actually, there's something about some car crowd involved. That's fleeing a plaid and ludicrous speed. And they actually use those names for some of the models. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I got admit, every time I hear Lone Star, it makes me think of a rock star. You know, just a name, a nickname for a one. Even though we established that Lone Star is just another name for Texas. Well, Lone Star, well, Lone Star, Lone Star State, which is Texas, I gather. But you think of. Uh, the Lone Star, I start thinking of things like Starbucks, you know, <laughs> I like coffee. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so soon enough, um, something goes wrong with Lone, Lone Star's um, <coughs> ship. It starts running out of gasoline. Yeah, they use too much. Yes, mm -hmm. because they had only 30 bucks to fill it yeah. or whatever. They were a bit skimped. Yeah. So they skimped. Anyway, they end up crashing on a desert planet that resembles sort of like um, Tatooine. Like Tatooine. On the big beach, and then mm. he he fi they finally uh, there's an interesting scene here where they where P C John Candy does ad libs in this scene where he forgets to unbuckle his seatbelt in one scene and he ad libs by saying, "Oh, that's gonna leave a mark." Okay, I, I whoopee. Well, just I'm telling you, they really kept good. it in. Mm, just we really needed that. <laughs> so anyway, mm, okay. Um, oh, sorry, he then meets um, Lone Star meets the princess and they. Look smitted or smitted. Smoot, smoot. <laughs> but eventually, they they then carry her stupid luggage across the sands and here. Um, they do leave it by the wayside eventually. Yeah, mm -hmm. including a, a horrible sized hairdryer. Industrial size, about the size of a table. Mm. Yeah, and anyway, they left it there, and we then, um, we then go back to Dark Helmet and his cohorts trying to work out, trying to work out where mm. Dear Lone Star might have disappeared to. Mm. And if Dear Old combing the desert now. And Dear Old um, Colonel Sanders suggests they look up um, a videotape of Spaceballs the movie, and they open up a hatch that shows all of Mel Brooks' previous other movies he did. You know, History of the World. Um, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Um, yeah, and um, Young Frankenstein. You know. The, Probably 12 Chairs was in there, maybe. And Silent Movie. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure yeah, if it was yeah, out yeah, there yeah, yeah. already. 
of course, um, dog. Yeah, anyway, anyway, so, all those yeah. yeah, so they watch the bits, and it gets to, to the bit where they're both looking at the ca- at the camera and and doing all some weird stuff there. Yeah, I love that bit where they just um did that scene where yeah. and they talk about now, then, where, where all that stuff. And when's now? Now's now's then. then when's when's then gonna be now? Later, yeah. It, it, it reminded me of Abbott Costello doing who's on first, what's on second, and that sort of stuff. It's yeah. quite funny. An yeah. old-fashioned joke for an old-fashioned get-up. It worked. Get up. It worked. It's, it's quite humorous. Rick so, Moraz handled it quite well. Yes. Anyway. Um, Got on Rick. Hey. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Lone Star and Vespa, uh, they begin to get on, get, liking each other. Yeah, getting warm and fluffy. Yeah, mm. and he confides in her that he was an orphan abandoned in the Fifth Galaxy, somewhere or rather. Yeah. Another a car. Or somewhere. Yeah, another yeah. car. Bit of information. What? Didn't you say that it's he was from the? Oh no, yeah, no, no, no! Oh, it's somewhere in the Ford Galaxy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now my daughter doesn't know much about cars, so I explained what a Ford Galaxy is a yeah. uh, a make and model motor vehicle. Mm. Uh-huh. So hilarious. So anyway, he realizes he's got this medallion that doesn't that has all the scribblings. Yeah. That he doesn't know what it could mean. It could mean his parents' name. It could be a birth, um, day of birth thing. Could be a bad joke on it. <laughs> Probably. My dog got his nose cut off the other day. Or How made, do they smell? Terrible. Or uh, made uh, in China, yada, yada, yada. Made in China. Mm, very oh, well. Made in Tatooine. Oh, uh, yes. So, anyway, <laughs> um, I love this bit where they're about to kiss and dear old... Um, Dot Matrix. Dot Matrix, um... Um, alarms goes off. Got a virgin <laughs> alarm on a robot. Mm, not um, bad, eh? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like um, a lot like a navy alarm, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with army as well as cars. Yeah, an alarm. Just go on with it. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, later the next morning, they wander the desert, totally spaced out and drunk. Spaced and out. And... No water whatsoever. Yeah, they some water, water, oil, oil, food, room service, room service. I love that bit. That's one's clever. Very good. Yes, and eventually they they're dehydrated and they collapse in the sand. Ouch! Now these little guys. Da 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 like dwarves, uh-huh. uh, driving that sand crawler around. Well, that, this is obviously a rip off of these guys as well. Yeah, yeah. Their except they're there. a lot more um, well dressed. Well, and nice, have sparkly little eyes and everything, and also bing, 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 bing. And then they yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they uh, help uh, Lone Star and his gri- friends. And I love stuff, the word yeah. he, dialogue he says here. He says, "Did they miss something? When did we hit the Disneyland?" Yeah. So, <laughs> Hmm, I, I, I wonder if Mel Brooks knew at the time that Disney was going to end up owning Star Wars years interesting. later. Mm, interesting. Mm. That, hey, hey mm. if H.G. Wells can, I mean, if Jules Verne can predict certain technology, who could say Mel Brooks may have predicted technology? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. You never know. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Move on. Moving on. So they end up going to the hidden underground area to. Which is Yoda's. Uh, uh, Precincts, uh, precincts, whatever. Place, uh, cave, and uh, whatever. they head inside, mm. and they and Bark 
Bath mentioned, so that makes me think of the Temple of Doom. <laughs> and, that's a, hmm. mm. and then, when the four of them were walking down this hallway, it reminds you of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, only Dot acts more like the Cowardly Lion in this scene. Yeah. Even though it should be the um, John Candy on the other way around. But well, it's, if that, you think about it, you got the girl yeah. playing Dorothy. Yes. You had a tin person. Yes. And you had a Cowardly Lion. Mm-hmm. And the Scarecrow. Yeah. Now, he could be the Scarecrow, you know, uh, Bill Pullman. <laughs> and Bath would have to be the lion, being a half-hand, half-dog. They weren't doing a parody of the Wizard of Oz. It would have made sense for him. <laughs> so, anyway, um, dear, the statue that on the other end, which is a very big statue of yogurt i mentioned yogurt. and yogurt, comes terrible. to life and yogurt there was fire coming out of its ears and stuff like that and he says oh dares um come to yogurt's house not stuff well yeah. not those words Whatever, but, but he appears in his midget form not, yeah, well, well, well he, not, on his knees yeah, form. Yeah, well yeah he had a robe on so he's actually crawling around his knees and making him look like a dwarf yeah, yeah and he's and everyone's saying Yogurt, who cannot forget yogurt? Yogurt the, the wise, ma- yogurt the, the powerful, ma- no, yogurt the magnificent. No. Oh, and just call me, I'm just plain yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he remarks that he was, he's the keeper of greater magic, a power known throughout the universe. Known Merchandising. As, <laughs> no, no, as the Swartz. That's right, the Swartz. <laughs> and yeah. of course they ask him, what is this place, what do they do here? And they say, merchandising. Yes. Of course, we mentioned earlier, dear old Mel Brooks, who cannot merchandise. In you wonder film. whether he put the scene in because he wasn't allowed to merchandise. I don't so know. He, so he, t- he took a bit of a liberty there, saying, "I can't merchandise." So Yoda can merchandise. Yeah, yes. I don't know. But. So it was kind of funny that bit, and we do see uh, a lot throughout this movie the merchandise bits and pieces, like as in well, pretend references it's like here and there. Place, but you got space balls, the hand towel, space balls, the toilet paper, space Sp- balls, <laughs> the um, bed cover. Yeah, everything has space balls written and on they it. S- yeah. yeah, and they have space balls and the word underneath, you know, to identify what the object is. Yeah, yeah. Which it's I think is kind of and, and, and it was quite humorous the way that everything had space balls written on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... Yes. So, yeah, he couldn't product place. Mm. Well, yeah, he couldn't product place, but he couldn't merchandise. So. Yes, so yeah. anyway... What's um, the name of the movie? Uh, Spaceballs. Yes. So anyway, he then then Yogurt starts training Lone Star, sort of like like Yoda with Luke and uh, with with um, the Swartz. Had a ring on his finger. Yeah, it's a special kind of ring, sort of pa- a power ring the or something. Power of the Swartz. Yeah, <laughs> and of course um, Lone Star does a good job and. It kind of flattens dear old Darth's uh, foot, foot but he, in he a dro- funny way. He drops way. Yoda's statue on his foot, and it looks like he's wearing flippers. <laughs> Ups, yeah. And then yeah. dear old Yoda takes the ring and says, "Upsy dowsy, upsy amazing, upsy daisy." And then he's very good at it. Yeah, I love the flat foot bit. It's such, it's all comedy, poor, but poor I love Bart. it. Oh, oh. I mean, it's kind of clever how they did that scene. Anyway, dear old Darth Vader, I mean Darth Dark Helmet comes, no, finds out where they are, and. They find the place, and he yells, "Yogurt, yogurt! I hate yogurt. He's a strawberry." <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah. And he remarks that Yoda has he's got swords. He's far too powerful. And the old Colonel Sanders says, "But sir, your ring. Don't you have the swords too?" And he says, "No, nah, I have the upside. I mean, I have the downside, downside, and he's got the upside. There's yeah. two sides to every swords." 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he then... I lost tr- something in that one, but anyway, that's okay. They then tricked dear old Vesper out of her, the um, hideout. The Yoda's place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course they abduct her and they, they take off or, or something. Whoosh. 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 And of course dear old Yoda gives the um, Don't Star in Bath some petrol. Strange. <laughs> no, he gave him some. He, he, he gave him petrol, and he also gave him that tin of liquid Swartz, wasn't it? Um, not unknown to them. Oh, but it was in the glove box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was much later. And and he gives him an, uh, a fortune cookie, and he said, "Open it in case you need it." Later on. Later on. Yeah. And that was much later on. So yeah, anyway, the he then mm-hmm. um, wishes him well and gives him the special ring of the Swartz. Tells him you might need that too. And so they head off to rescue Queen uh, Princess Vespa, <laughs> and yeah. he gives. Uh, and th- I love this next bit where they're interrogating, or not, not interrogating the king. And in the scene, they are gonna torture Princess Vespa by giving her back her old nose. Yeah, she has a really huge, horrible nose. He's gonna, it, uh, yeah. and he's gonna fix her nose back the way it was. Yeah, a horrible, that horrible nose. Worse yeah, than plastic you... surgery on him. Yeah. yeah. So how rude. <laughs> yes, it's hilarious. Um, what kind of tor- what kind of torture you expect from 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 Mel Brooks? <laughs> mm, a comfy chair. No, 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 that was Monty Python. Yeah, but yeah, eventually, yeah. Um, King Roland um, was able to bre- break down and say, "Okay, I'll tell you the um, combination to the airlock for the um, them to access the um, air." He, he says it's and says one, two, three, four, five, and they said that's the stupidest combination I've we ever heard. Uh, it sounds like an I- like it's some kind of idiot's luggage. I mean, yeah, yeah, the combination um, of someone's luggage. Yeah, luggage. And, and then President Scrooge comes in there and he says. What we got the password? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. That's amazing. That's the same as the uh, the part the password of my luggage, the combination <laughs> of my luggage. And you go, and everyone's going, huh, huh. Uh, you were saying, <laughs> right. at least it's Mel Brooks, so it's okay. To make but fun all the little one, the little quick jokes. We stop focusing on the jokes and focus on the story. Okay, so otherwise these people die of old age. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, Lone Star and Bath they soon arrive and they tricked a couple of the guards there to um after being rude to them and they steal the costumes and head inside nice mm, exactly <laughs> anyway they head inside they they try to they go into the prison thing and they soon find the princess and there was a bit of a fight scene there which is a lot of fun wham bam pow yeah. oh, look at <laughs> yeah and i love the bit where um princess vespa takes the gun and then <laughs> well yeah so see i'm a little girly whirly and i can't touch a gun and and one of the shots damaged a, a couple of bits of her hair and she got really mean and then shot all the guys yeah. who were shooting at her. I think that was mm. taken from um, Blues Brothers where it was with Carrie Fisher, obviously. Possibly, yeah. Because yeah. she was pretty good for gunner, that wasn't she? Yeah, in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, they then blow this popsicle stand and they head off to to um, stop the old Dark Helmet and his cronies. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, and their ship turns into a giant, gigantic well, maid yeah, well, of sorts. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, dark helmets. Yeah, that their ship turns into a maid. Something like the Statue of Liberty with a vacuum cleaner. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, As a they Santa maid. Vacuum maid or something rather, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and they're going to suck all the air into this big <laughs> vacuum cleaner bag, which looks very small for the amount of air they've got to put into it. But yeah. needless to say, yes, <laughs> they so, were going to do it. Yes, so they uh, begin to suck up the air, continuing chanting suck, suck, suck. <laughs> like I say that. Suck, 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 yeah. And, and so the um, air gets um, taken out, and Lots along with um, mm. some trees and some Whatever. snow from the mountain, yeah, it's, and, it's nice and King Roland is slowly saying goodbye to his daughter as Frodo and, and he's passing, passing out. out. Lack of air. And, and then Bill Pullman, uh, Paul, um, dear old Lone Star, Lone he Star, takes yeah. the um, special magic ring and he points it at the um, vacuum, vacuum cleaner, cleaner switch and turns the um, butts in there into reverse blowing all the air back, back onto yeah. the um, the planet and of course um, they then make plans to go inside the um, actual head of the um, yeah. of the space, um, ball, space ball in it. order to destroy it Yay. so they head inside and it's like really cool the scene and it looks like a game mm-hmm. a like computer game doesn't it hey it's, well. it's the 80s okay. yeah, well yeah well even in in the old days, it was it was very. Mega one thousand or Commodore sixty four. You know, mm. remember the days, folks. Ah mm. yes. So anyway, they head inside there. They they search for the possible place to to that will probably be the um the um the life force behind the um, spacecraft. And Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, Lone Star goes down there and starts getting you know it, walking around trying to find. The um, button, the self-destruction button. And who does he meet? Dear old Dark Helmet. Yeah. And they have a bit of a brief fight in a communistic kind of way. A bit like the lightsaber bit with um, you know who and you know who. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I love that bit. <laughs> anyway, it's hilarious that bit. So anyway, soon enough, Lone Star loses the ring, and he's left with defenseless against dear old um, Dark Helmet's ring and himself and. But then but he then hears a voice. He use the, the swords. The <laughs> no, no, uh, sorry. Use the swords. Velocity, you don't need it. The swords is in within you. Yes. And we got this, I think, from Star Wars. Eh? Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. he um, then um, uses his hand, uses the swords, and is able to get a mirror. And um, when Dark Helmet shoots, see that something at him, it bounces back. And it's Dark Helmet, and he falls back in the button, which is the self-destruct button. Yeah. What a great move. Yeah. It's like playing pool. Yeah, really good. Yes. Two cushion shot. Yeah, anyway, everyone begins to panic, and luckily Lone Star, and he gets onto his ship, and he they begin to blast off. And while everyone else inside the the, um, the Spaceballs ship begin to panic and start heading to the escape pods. And this is where I mentioned earlier the scene where they use similar footage from the um, original Star Wars I'll film. I'll take your word on that. New, from the New Hope one where they escape with escape pods. Take your word on that. Yes. <coughs> anyway, mm. they... Mm-hmm. So, um, it, all the only members left are on the um, spaceship are um, Dark Helmet, Captain, I mean, Colonel Sanders, and... and President Screw. Uh-huh. They're all stuck in there, and unfortunately, they couldn't can't do can't do the cancellation button because it's out of order. Yep, funny that, eh? And I love mm. the bit of word that Rick says here. He says, even in the future, nothing works. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm. 
Anyway, the um the countdown continues and the place blows. Now, the funny part is, these three guys are in the head. Yes. <laughs> That's where the self-destruct button was. And you would think the self-destruct button might have blown the head up. No, it blew the, the head off. They're tumbling through space oh. inside the head. And they haven't ruptured the air uh, lock on the thingy, so they're still breathing. Quite interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, as they are travelling back through to down to the Druid planet, um, they, get, they get news from on the news that dear old um, Pizza the Hut has kicked the bucket. Yeah, he got locked in a car or something rather and ate himself to death. He ate, 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 or you know what I mean. Anyway. Yeah. And Buff says that now that he's out of the way, they can take the money, all, all of it. Yeah. But Lone Star is... Yeah. He, he felt guilty about taking the money. Because he didn't, yeah. yeah, he started He for, was in love. Yeah. Oh, and, this is where my, and this is where my favourite scene throughout this movie is where they're at the... Um, at a sort of diner of sorts, and there are space diner, if yeah, you will. Yeah, space diner, and we and this, this diner looks just like something out of the eighties or the seventies. Yeah, I don't but know. But in space, which. in space, so yeah. yeah. And where we get to see some good eye candy. <laughs> oh yeah, some nice, look, some nice looking models there, or good looking babe there as a, um, a waitress. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I love the dial. Anyway, the dial irrespective. Anyway, um, this is where we mentioned <coughs> earlier about how John Hurt's scene where he's um, eating food with his pals, and, and then he a few starts jokes and whatever, and, and then he starts hurling, and then somehow falls he falls over on his back, and this little creature jumps out of his chest and yeah, whatever. And Bath says, "Waitress, waitress, what did he order?" And the boat just says, oh, he ate the special. And, that, then he, and that's, that's what he ordered. And he says, change my order to the soup. <laughs> and yeah. But then the creature pops out of his chest, starts hissing, jumps onto the, the diner's and table. That, and then starts and singing and dancing. starts singing, hello, my honey, hello, my honey. If anyone remembers an old cartoon, I think Looney Tunes did it, I think about so. a guy who found a singing frog in a box. Yeah. But the frog would only sing... <laughs> When the for the man only, and every time the man tried to make money out of it, yeah. the frog would just sit there. Any- well, with the same voice and the same antics and yeah. whatever. Yeah, anyway, yeah, quite good. I love the expressions everyone took when they looked at this creature doing this inic, and it's really funny. Well, and I love and Paul Newman yeah. and John Newman? Kenny. The, Paul Newman? Uh, not Newman. I mean, Paul Newman. Um, uh, Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman <laughs> and, and John Kenny stand up and say, Check, please. And they left. They didn't eat. They didn't <laughs> wait for food. I don't think I would want to stay anyway. Not for that a, Not no, for no, an no. encore. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, an encore. Wait for another one. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we then go back to the um, Vespers wedding, take and two. And, yep. And, and yeah, it actually says take two on the outside of the church. A lot like <laughs> something out of a film shoot yeah. of sorts. Like a sequel to the first wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyway, she finds out from her dad that that Lone Star didn't take the, money. the man, man, millions. He just took um, two hundred space bucks for just a gas and, and uh, um, lunch, or if not, not, well, not the lunch part, <laughs> considering they just left. Yeah, yeah, expense money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And yes. Anyway, um, she realised that. Yeah. Lone Star is in love with her. Yes. And, yeah. Anyway, oh. back to Lone Star and his pal. Bath, they're in the spaceship, they're heading off to gosh knows where, and Bath's complaining about how they didn't accept the millions. And he's hungry. And he's hungry, but then 
Lone Star remembers the um, fortune cookie and so he hands it to him Bath and Bath op- cracks it open like, you know. And it's a message from Yoda. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit like R2-D2 sort of projected message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Or yeah. something like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi type yeah, message. I know. Yeah, so, yeah, Obi-Wan, yes. yeah. so anyway, Whatever. dear old Yoga tells them that um, here's your fortune. You know that medallion you wear across your neck, Lone Star? Well, it's actually a birth certificate that yep. says your mother was a your mother was a queen and your father was a king. And that makes him a certified princess. Prince. Oh, prince! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this thrills dear old Lone Star, which means that he gets a chance to of marry, marry the princess. Mm. So he then he's then told by Mel, I mean Yogurt, that he, they have a special can of liquid, liquid um, gasoline in liquid the c- swartz. liquid swartz <laughs> that will get them there in a heartbeat. Yeah, so they pour them in the fuel tank and it all goes glowy and everything. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, and then they soon arrive to the wedding just before they get to the I do's because... After he was just about to say, I do not. Yeah, and when he yeah. walked in. Yeah. And he's dressed in really nice clothes. Yeah, a lot and more princey so looking. Yeah. Anyway, um, she, he then asks her, will you marry me? And she says, well, let me think about it. Yes. One, push, two seconds. <laughs> push the other guy out of the way. Come yes. here. Yes. And this, this priest or cardinal or bishop, whatever he was, is getting really annoyed. So, okay, we're going to do the really, really short version. Do you? Yeah, do you? Right now, kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Really, yeah. That's a really short ceremony. Yeah. And so, and then that's, and Dot says, um, well, but, but goodbye, virgin mum, whatever. Yeah, and now that they're married. Yeah. And then we watch them getting into this. Well, we don't see them getting to the spaceship, his spaceship. Well, it goes off. But the, yeah, it says, yeah. um, just married or... On the back, yeah. And, and that's about it. And it says, um, what, what we see in the sky, um, may the swartz be with you. And it lovely. The end. The end. Now, uh-huh, post-mortem time. Actually, one thing, um, there was talk at different stage about doing a sequel, and I mm. think now it's no. been so long, it's not going to not obviously going to be yeah. a sequel. It's there been... was a bit of a tiny cartoon they did a yeah. while back, but I did, I haven't bothered to check it out myself. It's been done. This been done over thirty years ago. Mm. Unfortunately, no, I can't see it. And, and I'm not saying Mel's too old to do it, but he's yeah. I think he got better things to do now, like yeah. play golf, maybe you know, look for his teeth in the morning, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, Mel. Yeah, if I haven't said this before, uh, Mel Brooks tried to enlist um, dear Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks for the role of Lone Star. They didn't Star. want it. Yeah. But the thing, you see, he wanted the name Star in it to make it get you a bit of a draw card. Yeah. But then John Candy and Rick Moranis came on, and he, he's uh, and not being rude to Bill Pullman, he said, oh, I don't care who I get for the lead role now because I've got two names here. And they actually found Bill Pullman uh, acting in the theatre. Hmm. Cool. He wasn't an actor. Uh, he wasn't a screen actor. He was a stage actor, oh, I believe. Cool. You know, so that was his uh, Bill Pullman's, um, I suppose, um, introduction to the silver screen, yeah, folks. Yeah, i got to admit, though, I don't think Tom Hanks would have cut it. I've seen him in... Um, this is around the time when he was making that um, other movie. What was it called? Fun- Forrest Gum, and I don't think it would have. I don't think this role would fit him. He's a different style of actor, and and Tom Cruise is. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't see Tom no. Cruise being mm. really good in this role. It's too lighthearted and comical. We like I, I I look at Tom Cruise. I think of Top Gun. Mm. I think of Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, 
Yeah. Not comedies? Yeah, and yeah. this is supposed to be... Um, he's the, the guy who's supposed to play in this is sort of supposed to look like a Harrison Ford meets Luke Skywalker type yeah, character Yeah, that sort role. of person. A bit of a... Yeah, that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. Farm boy, come gunslinger, come scallywag, come mm. whatever. Yeah, and mm. I really can't see Tom... Uh, Tom Hanks may have, because Tom Hanks has been in comedies. Mm. But um, I don't see um, him I playing the, the, the gunslinger. I can't see Tom Cruise, but Tom Hanks, maybe. But yeah, but I'm glad they did Bull Pullman. Uh, he did a really good job. But mm. didn't, didn't Bull Pullman play in Casper? Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So, so he Much did, later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah a couple years later. later, yeah. But the point is, he, yeah, he got him into the movies. So yeah, mm. good. Um, anyway, irrespective, there, folks. Um, mm-hmm. now, M- Mel Brooks wanted the parody the closest possible to the Star Wars thing, like I said before. And George Lucas came on board and said, yeah, but you can't merchandise. Hmm. Now that, hmm. That's understandable. No, no, because obviously these figurines, Lone Star would look like Luke Skywalker. Or Harrison or Ford. Or Harrison Ford or something. Princess Leia and Princess, Princess Vesper. Yeah, they have a similar yeah. hairstyle yeah, well, at the beginning. Yeah, see, so it would be really hard. And George Lucas was obviously making money on merchandising and wasn't going to give the merchandising rights away. So yeah, another thing is that, yeah. Another thing in, this, in one scene where... Dark Helmet is dressed in a safari clothing, searching for Lone Star and the group. He he's on top of a floating vehicle, like you know from similar. But in reality, the vehicle is not floating nor suspended on wires or any of that kind of stuff. But it was on top of a platform that was surrounded by mirrors that reflect the sand around it to give it the um, appearance of floating. Even though yeah. me and Mike have looked at it and we can see, can see uh, yeah, yeah. a bit of an uh, edge yeah, there. Yeah, look, it wasn't meant to be perfect. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was comical. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it Reminds me a little bit yeah. of those magician tricks you yeah, see yeah. from Houdini or other magician's but, magic. But here's something. Um, George Lucas, when he saw the movie, uh, sent Mel Brooks a note saying how much he loved the film. That was nice of him. Including the story structure. Mm. And that he was afraid that he would bust something while laughing so hard. So he could actually see the funny side that more books brought into the Star Wars story. That was always cool. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, see, he was on the board for this film. Unlike um, yeah. certain filmmakers who try to outdo one another sometimes. Or or make out that we don't want you to make a, a us look like jokes in the media. Exactly. Now, actually, another thing is with the um, the lady Daphne Zuinga, whatever her name is Zuinga, whatever. She didn't feel comfortable doing this movie originally. Really? Um, she thought it was too crass and not too funny, and whatever. But she spoke with uh, Mel Brooks, and uh, she found him a really nice man, <laughs> and he convinced her that it was worthwhile making the movie. And I think she then in, enjoyed work with Mel Brooks. Mm. So there you go. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Now, hmm. my fa- my favorite bit: hmm. critical reception. Hmm. Oh boy! Now, I have got a few things here. Like I normally write down a few things, but uh-huh. uh, I'll go through a couple of them. But I've got hmm. a few comments at the end of it. I'm going to make. Um, Rotten Tomatoes reports that as at 2020, had about 57 percent of the critics had given positive reviews based on 40 reviews, an average of uh, what 6.39 out hmm. of 10. Ooh. Um, general consensus says uh, there's fine spoofery and amusing characters in Spaceballs, so it's a far cry from Mel Brooks's peak era. Hmm. Huh? I got. What does that mean anyway? Uh, pretentious bullshit. 
My God, don't online. I don't care. I mean, I've got all... I think I've just about every Mel Brooks movie. Um, hmm. This is up there with them. And they say, oh, it's not as good as other movies. Oh, no, rubbish. Rubbish. I think it's a good movie. But anyway, irrespective. Um, uh, Metacritic, uh, that uh, gave it about 46%, only based on 14 reviews. So no one's actually reviewing the movie. So it's not accurate. Um, many critics agreed that while it was funny, doing a Star Wars parody 10 years after the original film had been released seemed pointless. Hello? Oh, boy. And I, yet, um, yeah, box just, office would not lie to you. I mean, you think about it, um, Frankenstein, and then you did, uh, Mel Brooks did uh, Young, was it Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Uh, that was years later, and that was a good movie. Mm. Uh, hello, that was after ten, well after 10 years. Mm. Um, so, th- again, they're wrong. Um, yeah. I swear sometimes, I just think they just do this just to get everyone under their now, skin. here's a part I don't like, and I'm going to mention his name, Roger... Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film 2.5 out of 4 and remarked, I enjoyed a lot of the movie, but I kept thinking I was at a revival. It should have been made several years ago before our appetite for Star Wars satires had been completely exhausted. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm confused about that statement. Because... Not in, in accounting foreign films like you know, you know, Japanese and European movies. Uh, I've only found two movies that closely were parodies or satires of Star Wars. One of them was called The Hardware Wars. That was done in 78. It was 13-minute long teaser parody spoof. Mm-hmm. And the second was a thing called Hyperspace, also known as Gremloids. 1984, that was a 3D science fiction comedy film. Hmm. How could you exhaust it? You only had one, one movie and a teaser trailer. Hmm. Now, yes, you might have had other, other science fiction movies with a man and a lady in it, but crikey, you know, they didn't copy Star Wars, you know, no. so hello. They weren't parodies of And Star not to Wars, mention, yeah. um, dear old Mel wanted to do this movie um, just after... Yeah. And it takes George a while to was put all these done together. with the Star yeah, Wars yeah. branch thing. And if you look at it, if he did, if he's encompassed the three movies from 1977 to 83, after 83, it was only four years after the last movie, hmm. it was out. So he's put the three movies together into one parody. Hmm. So you can't do it before the movies are made. Then you're going to put the script idea together, the storyline. Yeah. Then do the script and you do this, blah blah blah. It takes a while to do it. Yeah. So these critics still do not know what they are talking about. Yeah, and you have to be inside dear old Mel's head when he was thinking about this script. He was probably um, brainstorming what directions to use, exactly. but um, all the time, if he missed something, like say he missed out on the part where we find out Luke Skywalker is the son of Darth Vader, that would have been um, some kind of interesting well, revelation. That, they they, they, they brought that into it in the uh, into this movie too. Uh, Darth Helmet says, I am your father's brother's... brother's so-and-so, mm-hmm. next-door neighbours, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, what, and uh, what does, says, what does that mean? 
What the, what's it make you to me? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so yes. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If, if we didn't have yeah. that, yeah, then we wouldn't. It would. Um, yeah, we would just have only, um, say, just New Hope to get our good yeah, and, our and, ideas and, from. And, and, and New Hope was a good movie, but it wasn't the full story. Yeah. It was leading on to sequels. So they had the three movies, uh, four, five, and six, which, are, which which is a complete story from the point where Luke Skywalker came into it. Yeah. And which is uh, loosely uh, Luke Skywalker, yeah. Han Solo meets uh, Lone Star. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a damn fine movie. I uh, think so. I like this one, and I liked um, Dracula Dead and Loving It, and I loved the Robin Hood Men Tights oh, Robin, one. Oh, uh, Robin Hood Men Tights. That is absolutely incorrect as well. Great movie. And <laughs> my favorite TV shows um, Mel did or worked on. Um, would be Get Smart and oh, too, When yeah, Things Were Rotten, which is, uh, That's true, which yeah. is another spin-off of sort of Robin Hood 2. Yeah, yeah. That's another point. See, Robin Hood TV series were done years before that. Mm. And that, and When Things Were Rotten was a damn fine, funny, short, yeah, really short-lived cool TV, um, TV series. It was funny. It very, you know, very tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I would say it was low budget, but it, was, it wasn't top of the pile, not top of the pile, but it was a really funny spoof on Robin Hood. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I mean, Ma- Ma- Marion seemed to be smarter than Robin Hood. Mm, she was cute. Yeah, she was cute. Misty something. Uh, what's Misty, um, R-O-W-E. Yeah, raw? Yeah. Uh, R-A-W-E, is it? R-O-W-E. Oh, Ro, Ro, yeah. Yeah, she's Misty a nice Ro. lady. She, yeah. I, I've been in contact with her and I'm hoping to... In- have an interview with her later on. Yeah, and put that be in Phantasmagorical magazine as well. Mm, hopefully, yeah, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed yeah. and everything. So yeah, but yeah, she, she had fun doing it. But it was a good short. Oh, also, I should movie. mention, yeah, guys. Show, um, movie, I uh, also should mention series. she's mm. put together a bi- um bit of a she put together um a bit of a bio um uh op- I mean bi- biography book novel a book about her life as an actress and model oh, okay. and stuff like that. So if What's it called? Yeah? Um, it's called um, Misty Memories. Oh, okay. A nice good title, I might add. Is, is, is it out yet? Yeah, it's already out there in the um, on her website yeah. if you like to check it out, yeah. guys. It, now, if, if, if everybody has seen Robin Hood Men in Tight, not um, no, um, when things are rotten, mm-hmm. Uh, the TV series. Yeah, it's worth watching, guys. It's yeah, got a that, lot of tongue in cheek. Is that on cheek. YouTube or is that on, can you get um, it on Amazon? Or? You can get it on Amazon. That's where I got my copy okay, from. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's good. It's, it's got oh, a lot of well known actors from TV sitcoms in it and stuff. Mm. Yeah, Bernie Capel and other people. Yeah. And the guy, the guy, Robin Hood guy, he was out of um, uh, he, Get Smart, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he played Jaime, Jaime in, yeah. in the TV series. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And they had, you, 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 you'll see a few people in there you find uh, you've come across before. Mm. Uh, and they're all funny. A bunch of comedians thrown together to make a, a Robin Hood spoof. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a. Anyway, I, I do like that one. And. I think they'd used bits from that TV series to to create Robin Hood Men in Tights. Probably, yeah. Mm. They, I think that was sort of the, maybe a catalyst for it. Maybe, of course, you know, they know. had to use a lot of other modern day co- bit of humour to throw oh, yeah, in there yeah. to well, make yeah, it. TV's, uh, I'll, I won't be rude, but I'll say a low budget TV series is not the same as do, putting a uh, a decent feature length film together. So mm, it's, it's a different approach altogether. 
True, yeah. true. Yeah. And not to mention um, TV has a lot more say on what you're allowed to put out there. Yeah, but, but yeah, forgetting that too. But you, you have to look, TV acting and TV shows are nothing like a movie. True. But you might get movies made and for TV won't necessarily meet the standard of an A movie in the cinemas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just yeah. meant that Mel Brooks's yeah. movies um, are quite different from yeah, the TV shows because um, he, while he may have put a lot of um, he put a lot of um, funny. Um, what did what was the word you used when you were describing um, spaceballs um, humor? Politically, oh yeah, politically, politically, in, uh, politically incorrect, incorrect humour. I mean, years ago you wouldn't think about it, but now you think, oh, we wouldn't get away with that nowadays. Uh, that sort of stuff. It's, yeah. So we, well, we we saw a movie recently called um, Mannequin, was it? Yeah. Okay, there's a few things in that which are okay, yeah, not too bad, but there's a gay window dresser called Hollywood in it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure if that movie was made today, you'd have protests. Mm-hmm. Because he's just so over the top, funny, but people complain about it. Hmm. Uh, and it's, I just find that people complain about anything. Oh, I don't like it. I'm going to make a formal complaint. How about getting a sense of humour? Yes, exactly. Laugh at yourself. You know, um, mm. it's yeah. the, the, the world's too serious now. For you, you, yeah, we've it got seems wars, that everyone, we've got famine, we've yeah, got poverty, we've got everything else like, going on. It seems what like everyone has yeah. hasn't. Bother to focus on the good things about movies. Yeah, I know. I Even mean, if it's something old and might have been, it, it may have been politically it, wrong to at now, but it's still funny back then. Yeah, I mean, look, there are things which have got period humour, mm. which doesn't work from generation to generation. But you look at things like, um, now I don't know if the Benny Hill show uh, and Mork and Wise show actually made it to America. They were good funny uh, half-hour comedy shows uh, on TV here in England and Australia. Now, the point is, the humour was good 40 years ago, based on what people thought was funny 40 years ago. Do the same show now, uh, I don't think people like them. Because no. humour's changed. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm. Um, so, yeah, not, so I'm not taking anything away from the guys who made the humour. But um, there, there are... They were creatures of their time. How's that? Exactly so. Yeah, it's like some of the early film directors and producers. You say 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Do the same thing now. It wouldn't be acceptable because everything's changed. It's grown. It's matured. It's it, Everything's changed. Hmm. So, yeah, things change. People's tastes change. Um, we want different things. We expect different things. Humor changes. We get desensitized to that. Whatever, everything has to change a little bit. Hmm. Which so it's, But, yeah. But Mel, I like Mel Brooks movies, and yeah, I st- yeah. I I still watch. Um, I enjoy them every the time. TV I watch them. shows, and I still watch the movies ever so often to <coughs> to get back to um, something I I can really enjoy. Exactly, and innocent fun too. I might add. Mm. Have a look at. Was there any sex involved? There was implied sex, <laughs> but there was no sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. They think, oh, they're getting close, warm and fluffy, but they didn't because the virgin alarm on the ro- on the robot. Okay? <laughs> Same thing in Robin Hood Men and Tice. Well, that's one thing that we haven't yeah. realised, that yeah, yeah. Star Wars never does any touchy-feely sexy No, it bits. gets close. It's, it indicates there might be something going on. 
never go there. But we get, yeah. getting back to Robin Hood Men and Tights, she was a similar. They had dot matrix, had a version alarm on her, True. stopping the princess from losing her virginity. And in Robin Hood Men and Tights, Maid Marian had a maid, handmaiden companion there who was like a dot matrix and make sure she kept the virginity. I and mean, she had the added bonus of having a tassie belt on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. The same sort of analogy there. Um, yeah, yeah, well, you've got to admit, though, yeah. Star Wars, as far as I can remember, ha- does, no, keeps, knows how to keep it zipped yeah. sometimes. And everything is, if things are implied but not done, it's yeah. not like we're doing a sci-fi horror where you don't see... It's one, one of many... You're, you're sure, but you don't see the creature. Mm-hmm. You see how it's affecting the people. Mm-hmm. You don't see hideous monsters. You see people reacting to the hideous monster or something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that can be sometimes more scary than seeing someone in a prosthetic, a prosthetic uh, suit. Yeah. Yeah, you might see an arm come out or something. I saw a, um, a sci-fi years ago. All you saw was from the alien's perspective. You saw an eye looking at the people, you know, mm-hmm. like through a transparent eye. I can't remember the name of it now. Mm-hmm. You didn't actually see the alien. Yeah, point of view shot. Point of view, but you saw it like through an eye. You saw the outline of the eye membrane, the pupil on the iris or whatever, like you're looking through it. And that was, ooh. So what was it? We never knew. Mm, And it was still a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so anyway, back to... um, So, as I was saying earlier, I mean, Star Wars has always been known for... is an old-fashioned type movie. Yeah, good, wholesome family entertainment with a lot of violence in it. Yeah, like it doesn't focus on... (laughs) Sex or other, no, it, other things. It was a sci-fi action adventure. Mm-hmm. True. Well, like Indiana True. Jones. It's and just Space. like um, a lot, of, like a lot yeah. of old movies, like the ones like go back, go back to the nineteen fifties movies that didn't show any sexual activities except kissing yeah, each other. That sort of stuff. Yeah. That's pretty much. Covers I mean, it. do you need to see someone go to the toilet in a movie? Well, no, you can't. No, no, no. <laughs> think of it. No, you mean. No, everyone knows everyone goes to the toilet. Of course we do. At, some, at least once a day for a dump and maybe several times for a pee. Now, point <laughs> is, we know it happens. We know sex happens. We know this happens. We know people eat. But you, do you have to see everybody 24-7 through a movie? He's going there. He's having a dump. He's coming out. He's having his cornflakes or whatever. He's going out there. He's getting, no, you don't. A lot of it's got to be implied... Leave your imagination to fill in the blanks. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't have to see a sex scene to know they had sex. Yes, yeah. true. Anyway, Unless it's important to the movie. Yeah, and I noticed yeah. when they did the new Star Wars movies, they were trying to stop, not not even so much as impl- mention the words love or try to imply that there was well, some the sexual... Movie. Yeah, well, in the f- in the new franchise ones that yeah, came out, yeah, the last movie, especially, yeah, they, um, they, 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 there seemed to be a relationship developed between that dark guy and that Asian-looking girl. Yeah, uh, and all of a sudden it went really cold in the last movie. Well, I just meant that all the the, the new fran- Star Wars yeah, franchise, they that. they don't even um they they don't even mention it. They think that this is Star Wars should be a more bit of a feminist twist. And even though I I I. I role model. I kind of practically idolize dear old Carrie Fisher, and I like the yeah. fact she's um, a strong character in as Princess Leia. I, oh, don't, I yeah. but it doesn't mean that she has to remain a nun. I see her as a well. She, she can was. have it all if she wants to. She can have the man she likes, she and and she can be still a con- very control. I mean, a very controlled woman. Yeah. 
a very good, um, strong a, leader. A good leader. A good leader, yeah. You know, in the female sense but and you, you in the rebel alliance sense. They didn't see any sex scenes, but they had a kid. No doubt. See, so yeah, you didn't need to see it. Just say it's saying for granted they must have sex. They got married, had yeah. sex, had a kid. Yeah. But and when see, the f- yeah. yeah, it was like in when uh, Star Wars, the original number one movie or two, where Anakin Skywalker and Padme got together. That would be number two, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, and the third movie that she mentioned they were pregnant and yeah, they were and sleeping together. Movie, yeah. It was yeah. But you didn't see it. It was I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. I kept yeah. wondering for that. You didn't need it. Yeah, I kept yeah. wondering throughout those Which movies whether or not how you're going to put in that part about about they're going to have kids. Yeah. I mean, I kept thinking, how are you going to do this? It's going to be really hard to yeah. put it, that in words, or yeah. let alone in a f- in a few scenes. Yeah. So, but the best part is then they it didn't put in not putting in it, it left it better to develop the storyline and concentrate on the sci-fi action adventure part of the movie, mm. and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's where exactly. I think that dear old Disney gets it wrong. They keep swishing. No, um, sometimes, so sometimes they get it wrong, and sometimes they get it oh so right. Yeah, okay. but I just meant Look that, at Tron. that. Well, you were saying before <laughs> um, that um, movies concentrate on two major emotion levels. They mm-hmm. like if it's a scary movie, it you would concentrate on the fear part exactly of the right, occurrence yes. on into your mind yeah. movie. And there's the um, lovey-dovey moments you get between characters. You yeah. want to cheer them on. You want to support them that they would soon enough become, you know, emotionally interesting yeah, one you another. You bring emotion into movies, uh, yeah. whether it's fear, love, hate, happiness. Whatever. I mentioned to yeah. you this in the past, guys. If you were making a movie, be sure to have those elements. Mo- those elements. Mm-hmm. Do not just say... You're just doing it because of a fe- feminist this, this thing, because that doesn't always work. But if even a feminist can have hate, love, whatever, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, they sex, don't have love. to. Gr- they don't yeah, have yeah. to be nuns. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. be. I don't like my character growing up to become a nun and think that the whole world, ma- male world, is um, against her. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. When we live in a bit of a modern world, women can be um, powerful and men can be uh, equally powerful. And well, I don't believe f- females should be able to stand one on one with men in mm-hmm. different arenas. Yeah, right. yeah, I don't movies, politics, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe the fact that that business world that mm. that we, I don't believe it's critically correct that both that women should be more powerful than men. No. I believe in an equalness in a, in a it's film. Equal. No, it's been too long. Men have been more powerful than females, and a lot of females who are getting this feminist sort of rubbish think. Oh, we're better than men. Well, and then they turn around and they ask men to help them out. They've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't have it both ways. So Mm. standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder, meeting things together, which is the best way to be. Meeting on the same Mm. level, Mm. wavelength, if that's the word. And try to be the same. Yeah. Try to be equal partners. Mm hmm. Yeah, you run a business, you have partners. You don't have one being in charge there and telling the other guy what to do if they're a partner. Hmm. You both run it. You both have equal say in the business. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just it's like a marriage it, or yeah. a business or well, like politics a, like or a marriage, movie. Like, like you said, Mike, yeah. um, a marriage um, involves two people working together. Working together, no slavery. Yeah, so yeah, so in a business sense or a movie sense, story, mm. same thing. You can't have oh, I am the hero and you're going to be the little girly world. Yeah, I'm going to save. Yeah, that would have been gone, gone, 
been and gone 40, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, and, not if, it, and if it's yeah. a movie just mostly based on women being more powerful than men, I won't watch it. Uh, yeah, because it's wrong. It's, 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 it's not supposed to be there. How about movies reflecting reality? Yeah, I mean... The reality I, is... In the reality, we, we, d- we, we can all... stand together. Yeah, and yeah. I often think yeah. we can, you know, still have it all and have the guy we like. Yeah. And the girl can ask the guy out nowadays. Yeah, true. Ah. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah nice. True. Mm-hmm. Remember that. <laughs> yes, so anyway, anyway do you want... Gi- I'm going to give this one... Let's give this some movie a... <laughs> nine half or ten. Nine mm. half. I can't look, I can't find anything wrong with the movie. Me neither. I'm going to give it a ten. I'm going to give it a ten and a half. Out of ten. We, we can't. Oh, we're going to give eleven out of ten. Okay, fine. All right. I think that's it's, no, it's sound good. good. Mel, Mel Brooks, love him or like, love him or hate him, whatever. He makes a damn fine movie and TV series. He knows how to put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, whether you like a Mel Brooks type movie, it's up to you. But we like it. Mm, agreed. Uh-huh. And you said it can, we can, yeah, they can get it on uh, Amazon? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. And I imagine, I'm not sure if they're streaming this movie on anything like Netflix or, well, yeah, or well, anything. Yeah, well, but go, um, go f- yeah. check the channels, guys, and be sure you can find it, yeah. surely maybe you might find it. But yeah. However, good one, Mel Brooks. Yeah, we thumbs might, up. We might, do, we might do, that, do another Mel Brooks movie later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might... We won't concentrate on going through all his movies. No, not, no. And if we do mm-hmm. Stephen King later, we're not going to do every Stephen King movie. That'll not take necessary <laughs> all day de- or through. We might do the day. odd one or two here and there, but no. yeah. There's just so many movies out there and so little time. Yes, and so <laughs> many remakes here and there. Yeah, I don't like remakes unless it's a better remake than the first one. Actually, remember that one, that Bob Pope movie? Um, mm. Ghost Chasers, was it? Yeah, but Ghost Chasers. Ghost Chasers. Ghost Breakers. Ghost Breakers. Ghost Breakers. Uh, yeah, Bob Hope was in a movie years ago called Ghost Breakers. And about, was it 10, 15 years later, they did a remake of it with Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. And they didn't want to do the movie because said, well, the first movie with Bob Hope sped the what we're going to do anyway. But the, yeah. the production company they were attached to said, we're going to do the movie whether you like it or not. Yeah, just so these guys know, yeah, they used word for word similar dialogue. Yeah, and they, for that and they movie. got the Bob Hope role and split between Martin and Lewis. I mean, they didn't want to do the movie because they could see the Bob Hope did a good movie. Yeah, better than. Well, well, yeah. But it's a different humour from from their humour. Bob Hope is brilliant. Mean. Well, was brilliant. Yeah, he, he he's a very talented man. Um, yeah. Another one. Man, we, that's, that's another story. You know, we, yeah. might, we might do some old movies one day. We might throw that one in there because it's a comedy horror. So we might, it might it might sneak in. Yeah. Anyway, we, we want to go now. Let's get, we, yeah. we have, these people want to go to bed now. Um, it's yes. getting not, so, um, on too long. Oh, yeah. One more thing, guys, I thought I should mention before we head off. Um, in next month, I'm going to be doing, uh, going to, I'm going to, I submitted my trailer, my upcoming trailer, of Attack of the Cat People, um, in a, a, fi- a film festival called Brisbane Backyard Film Festival and it's going to be on the 4th and the 5th of December so if you guys are available feel free to come down if, if and check Australia, it out if you're in Australia yes. so if you guys are um, want to come down and check it out I wouldn't mind if yeah. you guys offer your support okay, Brisbane yeah, mm. uh, yeah it's, uh, and, and by the way once it goes out there well, Sarah will obviously put something on her um, her website saying how she went Mm-hmm. Uh, because they will be that will be uh, assessing it, uh, praising it on the night, will they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, on the fifth of um, December, yeah. they're going to be yeah. announcing the results 
possibly the winners. And just to, we we, uh, we will mention this later on probably as well that uh, we will probably stop doing a podcast the week before Christmas maybe and then resume at some time. <laughs> Middle to late January, is that right? Well, in February. Well, being we'll, the February. we'll probably be on take a bit of. A month, take about a month. We'll off, take maybe. a month uh, off, and then we'll come back in February. Yeah, yeah, we've a whole lot of good stuff. So, in between now and Christmas, you will be here twice and, weekly, and we'll be sure to try to include more and more things in our next yeah, one because yeah. this year we had our plans and we had to lay them aside because of what's been happening. Yeah, we were going to have more of our friends come over and join us as well doing group yeah, discussions. and maybe some other, you know, guest appearances yeah, yeah. here and there. Yeah, it's really hard for the coronavirus. And it's so a little hard with and everything. So we will have some guests come back and join us hopefully in the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we'll keep doing what we're doing. And rem- remember, we do do mainly horror, sci-fi and fantasy, but we also throw on the other interesting movies as well as we see fit. Mm. And uh, that's why you do get your comedy thrown in there or something which isn't quite, you know, uh, doesn't fit the usual yeah. criteria. I know I, ca- mm. I, pro- I promised a lot of things for this this for this podcast it's been a lousy year all around you know it has been really hard (laughs) to keep promises when when so many things have been happening yeah anyway enough said enough said so um thanks for listening to this pod this to this today's podcast and be sure to check be sure to meet us up uh in in the brisbane um backyard film festival if you're a local brisbane um person it would be great so, so what's it called again? Brisbane Brisbane Backyard Film Festival. And that's going to be at West End, is it? Mm, yes, West down End, West End. Yeah, West End. In so Brisbane. if yes. you, I'll, if I don't see you there, I'll talk to you again in our next podcast. Obviously. Exactly. So this is Sarah Stevenson and Michael Stevenson saying, "See you guys around." Bye, guys. <laughs>